rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of The Cosmic Force. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Reganti, and tonight we have a very special Halloween-themed episode for you. First, the gang is all back together, and we have some special cosplaying to go with it. And our main topic tonight, we're going to talk about the appropriately-themed Vader's Castle series. But first, let's go around the room and say hi to everybody uh, and we'll start where we always do with Emma. You and I were off last week, and we are, but we are back this week. How are you feeling this week? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, everybody. Um, missed you guys last week, but we had Jared holding down the fort, and it was such an awesome episode. Um, learned some great stuff about Jan Dursima. What an amazing career she's had right? in Star Wars. Holy smokes. I didn't even know. I mean, I knew that she designed or had a hand in designing Ayla Secura and Quinlan Voss, but... Um, there were some some Sith characters I didn't know about. Yeah, it was really cool stuff. I highly recommend watching if you didn't. Yeah, great episode last week. Thank you very much for Jared for filling in for us um, and filling in uh, with our filling in for me last week was Caleb as our uh, as our lead host last week. You did an excellent job, Mister uh, Lando esque, very Lando esque tonight. How are you doing tonight? Oh. Uh- I'm doing fine, and it's it was good. I enjoyed filling in. It was a it was a lot of fun. Just kind of having a sh- kind of a uh, skeleton crew there. But I feel like we got a really good episode there. I'm really happy with the uh, the energy we brought. But we're going to have a I think an even better night tonight. I think we're going to really get into theme, talk some spooky stories here. I'm excited, and I know you know I any chance I have to dress up, I will take it. <laughs> so let us. Have a great episode. Yes, it is going to be a fun night tonight. And last is our is our man in black. At least it looks like it black through this orange colored visor that I have on. Jacob, how are you doing tonight, sir? Uh, you know, it, it is indeed black, so your your eyes do not deceive you. Uh, but I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, it's it's been a long week. Uh, but I am happy to be able to take a little time to uh, relax and talk about comic books with my friends here. So uh, yeah, here let's do it. Yes, tonight is going to be a fun episode, and if you are joining us for the very first time, welcome. We are a Star Wars comics podcast that broadcasts live right here on YouTube.com slash Utini every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. And if you can't join us live, that's okay. Our videos are available whenever you have the chance to watch them, and we are also available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. We are a part of the Utini Podcast Network of nearly a dozen shows and a Discord channel at utini.com slash Discord with more than 1,000 members with dozens of channels to choose from. If you like what you see and you want to say thanks, then head over to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash Utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini Podcast Network of shows, as well as exclusive merch and community involvement activities. And like I said at the top of the show, we are going to go in and talk about Vader's castle tonight. But before we do, we will go ahead and get into our weekly pull list. And uh, Jacob, it seems like uh, War of the Bounty Hunter starting to come to an end here with these with uh, what we have this week. So what are, is in our local comic stores this week? Right. So we just have, like you said, War of the Bounty Hunters is almost done, and we have a few episode or a few issues to help wrap that up. Uh, first off, we have Darth Vader number seventeen. Just Rewards, written by Greg Pak, uh, pencils by Raphael Yanko, uh, the cover is by Aaron Cooter, the colorist is Alex Sinclair, and the letterer is Joe Carmanga. And then we also have the War of the Bounty Hunters one-shot, IG-88, Born to Kill, uh, written by Rodney Barnes, the pencils are by Jui Villanova, the cover is by Mahmoud Asrar, the colorist is Antonio Fabella, and the letterer is Ariana Meyer. And then lastly, we have uh, the Monster of Temple Peak number three, uh, Into the Layer, written by Kevin Scott. Pencils by Rachel Stott, and the colorists are Vita Efremova and Nicola uh, Riggi. So those are the three comic books we have out today. Uh, And of course, as always, you can get those uh, down in the links below for YouTube if you want to pick those up on Comixology. Yeah, those are 
three really solid issues uh, today. Kind of sad that War of the Bounty Hunters is ending. It's felt like a pretty constant, solid, uh, you know, thing in my life the last few months it's, here. It's but been around for a while. It has. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like a, a nice comfort, but but now it's ending. And but you know what? We're moving on, and there's going to be some exciting stories coming down the pipe. I have a feeling. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see what's next. Yeah, it was weird because when we started to store this like whole show, that's was like the first big thing they announced is, hey, we're do- going to do this whole War of the Bounty Hunter series, and that was it was kind of nice to ride that hype train along with you guys. That was very rewarding. But now as it's coming to a close, well, it's not really coming to a close because part two of the story, Crimson Rain, is right around the horizon. Right. So that's you know they're going to keep the uh, the uh, the train up and down, up and down. I think we're going to have a uh, a real good time ahead of us. Um, now, Monster Temple Peak, that was the third issue. I always forget, is there going to be four or five of them? Four. There's four. There's four, yeah. Four, okay. So, so this is the uh, Empire of the series. Yes. Uh, kind of. In a way, in a way. Uh, not not uh, that it's really a series. They, four it, four, it is four a to four. three is, like, that, that's too much math. Exactly. So, no. Some really good stuff here. If you haven't read the Ye Vader comic, it's really going to tie some things together. So that one was definitely uh, worth a read if you haven't gotten on top of that just yet. That's the one yeah, I'm, and I'm, for, I'm and most for this looking one, forward to, yeah. Yeah, for this one, like it doesn't matter if you read IG-88 or Vader first. I feel like that's um, something that we like to note with these War of the Bounty Hunter things. Um, they're not super connected or connected at all in any way yeah. um but yeah two solid stories there and um always love some more higher public too definitely all right let's go ahead and get into what we're loving this week and uh this week's art of the week is going to be a little bit different uh jacob why don't you go ahead because this was kind of your idea so i want you want to go ahead and, and, and uh-huh. toss it over to you so you can kind of explain uh what we're going to do for this segment here yeah, so um, you know, as always, I had a very last minute idea, uh, which so on like Sunday, like probably Sunday afternoon, I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if it's like since this is like a Halloween ish themed episode, if we could like do like a cl- like lazy closet <laughs> closet cosplay uh, thing, and then you know dress up as a Star Wars character, kind of, and then everyone's like, yes, and then Emma's like. I'm at college. I have no Star Wars clothes. <laughs> I'm dressed like, as a podcaster underst- tonight. <laughs> that's very understandable. Uh, so, you know, uh, so uh, we all took a crack at just, you know, grabbing whatever we have. It's a little easier for Tyler, who has a straight up pilot's helmet. Uh, but, we, you know, make the best with what we got to to be inspired by some Star Wars characters. Uh, and we got a little comic art to go along with it to uh, you know, at least show what we're trying to get at. And so, yeah. We'll, Toss over to Tyler with our first costume of the night. Yes. So I have a very loving family, uh, loving wife and kids who uh, decided, let's go ahead and get dad for Father's Day. A nice little black series wedge in Tilly's helmet. So and I'll go, go along with my squadrons uh, T-shirt here. I uh, decided to dress up as whether it's wedge and Tilly's, whether it's a, a, a rebel pilot. Yeah, take take your pick. That is my choice for the night. Um, and it just gives me an excuse to actually wear the helmet um, because I do actually wear this helmet from time to time when I'm sitting on calls at work and my camera's not on because it's really cool <laughs> to have a helmet, a Star Wars helmet that I can wear. Uh, it actually plays sounds in the background. I'm not going to, you guys can't hear it tonight, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. So any ex- excuse I have to wear this helmet, I will take full advantage of that. So uh, Caleb, let's go ahead and toss it over to you. And uh, who, what, what art do we have for you this week? From my favorite series and my favorite character, it's got to be but the Lando cape. My wife put... Way too much effort into this right now, so I'm going, like your helmet, any chance I have, I will be wearing this. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I really like this uh, cape, and I got, you know, there was that scene in Solo where he's, you know, just uh, had like the, kind of the tie hanging over across his neck, so I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother tying this yet. So, yeah, I decide Lando is the best dressed of all Star Wars characters. Yeah, I think he's the best dressed Star Wars character, full stop. So I'm going to uh, ride his coattails, as it were, our cape tails, and uh, continue in that tradition. Well, uh, and Caleb, you're, you're always the best dressed podcast host, so I feel like Absolutely. they go hand in hand. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's right. The, uh, the the choice of tie is not, that's not laziness. That's fashion, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, take, take notes. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Speaking Jacob, of fashion. What are, uh, yeah, who are, who, who are you dressed up as tonight? 
Uh, this is, mine's a little bit more scuffed, but we're going emo Kylo from The Rise of Kylo Ren uh, with art from Will Sliney. I got my, my black shirt, my black jacket. It's all very hard to see right now because, you know, all black on black on black. And then these two black belts to uh, make his little, like, holster thing. It's fine. It works. Yeah. It, yeah you know, it's a little warm in my room right now between this and the uh, computer. Uh, but yeah, now, that, that's, that's what we're doing tonight. Just to say, I don't think he's wearing enough guy liner for him to be truly emo. That's true. Uh, I think he's more just like a biker Rin. <laughs> I, I, I'm, biker. I'm punk. Punk Kylo. Solid. So, but, so those were our kind of picks of the week, but we do also have a community submission, and this one, for our back-to-back winners, is from Moonflyer slash Dave. This is actually from uh, Tales of Vader's Castle number 2 by Francisco Francavilla. Uh, this one was kind of at the end of the issue where it shows uh, Vader's uh, death troopers storming out of the castle to attack our uh, would-be heroes as they try to escape from Mustafar. Just a really fun, dynamic page. You know, like, the stakes in in these adventures usually seem a little lower but like when you see death troopers coming out and just like pew pew in a way it's um you know that it's that the stakes are now in a different strata they've definitely been raised so a really good pick a very apropos pick because we're going to be diving really deep into these comics here so if you have think you have a good pick for next week and want to try to see what we have coming hit us up on discord you know get us on our twitter dms and we'll make sure we get if you have the best art submitted and uh accredited next week yes all right <laughs> now we're gonna go ahead and uh we're gonna talk briefly about what we're reading and the only reason that uh, i'm gonna go ahead and lead this off because i I've, I've been slacking recently uh even though i host a weekly comics podcast i i don't think i picked up a comic book in probably about three weeks um just i i continued to to, to get build up my stack and one day i was gonna get a chance around to reading them and that day was monday at about 11.30, yes, that is in the middle of the workday, I decided to go ahead and read 40 comic books in the last three days to get caught up. Uh, I read all the Vader's Castle trade paperbacks. I read Son of Dathomir. I read the three trade three trade paperbacks for Star Wars 2015. I read all of the issues, the outstanding issues for War of the Bounty Hunters. Um, I've done a lot of comics reading, and I'm very proud of it, and I wanted to mention it, so that's why I'm gonna. we went ahead and, and extended this segment out a little bit. Uh, because it's it's been a little bit since I was able to to read a little bit. Uh, Emma, you said you've also got a little bit uh, of, of notoriety here. You said you've also read all of the Vader's Castle series. Yeah, I read all three series. Now, like, I can't believe that it has taken me so long to read at least the original two series. I mean, they're they were so so good, and I know we're going to talk about it later. I really enjoyed it. It didn't feel, you know like slow going at all it was awesome um and then obviously i read the three new issues today um and i've also been working on reading ronin which admittedly admittedly i i was i have not been hugely high I've heard on it, i've heard right it's now. difficult our discord channel has said it is a difficult read yes it is a little hard to get into however i think i'm around uh, 150 pages in now and it's starting to take a turn so for the better um so if if you're like me and you're kind of struggling through the beginning here um give it a chance and, and you might find uh something good in it um yeah I, i'm really starting to enjoy it starting to pick up so um that's always a good thing <laughs> awesome awesome caleb you've got uh you've got something right here here listed as well yeah Last week I mentioned it was apropos because I was reading Dark Disciple, the the new canon story of uh, Quinlan Voss and Asajj Fentress. Uh, I did finish it off literally uh, on my lunch break today, and that was really good. It, for those who don't know or don't remember, it was actually like slated to be several episodes of the Clone Wars before they canceled it the first time. And I will freely admit, if they had made these into actual episodes... I think they would have been better than some of what we had in season seven. Like it, the emotional like moments and payoff that were in that book were so raw and emotive. Like it was amazing. I'm very disappointed. We didn't see that in, uh, in animation, but we have it in a great book slash audio book. So definitely worth, uh, reading that one. Yeah. A hundred percent of the Greek dark disciple was great. Um, 
seeing it, he being able to read it, I think added the emotion that 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 I'm hoping that we would have been able to get, like you said, in a, in an episode. But uh, yeah, that is there's not can't say anything bad about about, about that book. So yeah, absolutely, and I, and I think it it's one of those books that you can point at and it truly illustrates what is really great about Star Wars mm-hmm. books, which is that it it adds so much more to things that you could potentially see on screen or have seen on screen because you get so much more insight into what the characters are thinking and feeling. And I think that, yeah, that, that's a great example of a book that, that truly uh, uh, expounds on, on the greatness of, of character writing. Absolutely. And, you know, if you're um, like, I know we like to, uh, to tout lost stars as an easy entry point into uh, reading the expanded universe. But I think dark disciple might be a better one because if you just watched all of the clone wars and you want some more of that, that's a very easy stepping into point because it continues with like the same style, the same kind of action. So it's a, I think that might be for some people made an easier entry point. into like the deeper side of what star Wars fiction can be. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you've got some, some familiar characters. If you've watched the clone, wars and um yeah it kind of helps to ground you in in this new big old expanded universe <laughs> all right tonight we are talking about the vader's castle series well i guess it's 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 more than a series so it's 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 a continuing arc for uh for idw it is published by idw and written by kevin scott uh with art from francesco francovilla uh and uh every issue um each issue, like most of the Adventure series, features two stories. Uh, in this case, it frames a, a story, and a, uh, and then it's a tale being told within the narrative itself. Usually, a bit of a spooky story, a bit of a, a, a Halloween theme. Um, and there are there are three main arcs to this title. There is um, Tales from Vader's Castle from 2018. I'm trying to make sure I see that one. That's uh, that is a trade paperback right there. Um, it is the first of the series. Uh, this the frame of the story is Lena Graf and her companions crash land on Mustafar, and they kind of tell a little bit about their their uh, escapades there. Uh, the second one is Return to Vader's Castle from 2019, and this involves the escape of one of the members from the castle. Uh, the third one. Uh, is Shadow of Vader's Castle from 2020 is a short single issue given the backstory of uh, one of the characters that we see uh, in the book. Uh, his name is Vanny. Vanny is that how we pronounce that? Vane. Vane? Uh, yeah, there's Vane. like an there's an accent I couldn't copy. Gotcha, over. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and then uh, last, um, hopefully not last, but most recent uh, is Ghosts of Vader's Castle, and that came out this year, and uh, it is a disturbing dreams bringing the party back to where it all began, that empty castle on Mustafar. Um, we're gonna, Caleb, um, I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and toss to you, and uh, I, 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 I want to toss it around the room, and I'm gonna toss it to you. What, uh, just general thoughts on, on, on this little mini, this, these little mini-series. Um, like Scooby-Doo, you can... <laughs> From your first look, you're like, oh, this is for children. But the moment you, like, really get into it and read it, you're like, oh, this is for everyone. This is really good. Like, there's a lot of different versions and a lot of different tales that they're tailing. So if there's one type that you don't like or an art form that you're not a huge fan of, it's really good. Like, like, I remember reading the very first one almost on a whim when we were talking about, like, I think, the vader retrospective and i read all of t- tales from vader's castle and like towards the like the the last episode i was like wow i'm getting really emotional reading this because like this is a an amazing bit of like you know foretelling and fiction and bringing everything together like i'm a sucker for these sorts of stories so like like the fact that these keep coming back i am extremely excited for i think this is a really great place for like fun like off-canon sort of stories, people get to flex their artwork and their, you know, kind of the more creepy sides of the thing. Uh, This is, I think, some of the, like, best, like, children's, like, you know, Star Wars media I've seen yet. Yeah. Uh, Emma, what are are your thoughts on on these these stories? Yeah, I I was amazingly surprised (laughs) at how much I loved these. Um, Of course, you know, Star Wars Adventures has always uh, given me a good surprise as well. 
um, and how much I enjoy them. So I don't know. I don't know why I expected anything different here. And of course, it's Kevin Scott, and I love anything that man writes. Like he could write a single sentence, I would love it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I loved the the original characters. You know, sometimes sometimes my only thing with the um, you know sort of adventures IDW stuff is that um, the sort of connective tissue the the stories that are within the stories with the original characters sometimes feel a little bit um, like they drag on a little bit, a little old. But these characters, these original characters with Lena and, um, you know, there's like a cute creature type of thing <laughs> that kind of curled up into a ball and it was scared. I love that. Um, and the guy that looked like uh, the, um, I don't know, the prospector guy from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, yeah. HUD, yeah. HUD, Thom, yeah. yeah. Tom, Tom. Uh, Tom. Tom HUD, yeah. yeah. Tom HUD. Uh, he was, uh, yeah, so, so these original characters were really, really good. Um, sometimes I get a little worried when I see um, that we're doing like a story within a story thing because I'm worried that I'm not going to care about our original characters as much as the characters that we know about, but that was quite the opposite here. Um, and the other thing, I think that this was a High Republic teaser before we even knew it. And here's why. 2018 was when this came out. And mm. one of the original characters' names is Lena Graf, okay? We have Lena So, Chancellor of the High Republic, mm -hmm. and we have the Graf family in Out of the Shadows. Put the two together, mm. what do you have? Okay. Lena Graf. Okay. Bam. Very uh, interesting. Yeah, well, so the... And the the Graf family is in like the adventures line as a whole. I, I forget which oh, really? which Graf. Yeah, the because uh, like all the like tales from Wild Space is like they're all told by like one of the Graf. Oh like, yeah, because yeah, it's the same it's droid. Lena's, it's Lena's brother. His brother. Yeah, I, I can't remember his name. Um, but in Star Wars Adventures number thirty, uh, he like that's the like the first. It's also written by Kevin Scott, of course, because what isn't? Uh, <laughs> it is the first visual representation of the High Republic. He like tell like tells about like the age of the High Republic. Uh, on the planet that he's visiting like it flashes back and shows like this ancient library and stuff like that so it's like the first time we saw the high republic age oh interesting uh, in a visual medium so yeah no uh, I, yeah I, I would i would i i think the lena could be a stretch yeah. but in general yeah definitely 100 percent. I, I always love to just try to find like very early hints of the high republic because you know you know that they were dropping tiny little clues before we oh yeah before we could even know what was what <laughs> so yeah overall really enjoyed all three of these i think like each uh, sort of mini series, I guess you could call them. They each got better uh, as as we went along. Like the first one was good, the second one was great, the third one I thought was amazing. So uh, really good stuff all around. Jacob, toss it over to you. What are your What are your thoughts on these? Yeah, yeah no, I, you know, echoing everything that everyone's already said. I think one of my favorite parts about this is just how different the art is. You know, like it, so, yeah, Franco Villa like is just. Kind of it, you know, just because it's not it's not like your traditional Star Wars story. It's your, your horror esque story. I feel like he gets a little more license to do what he wants, and it has a, it's a little bit more stylized. Uh, which you know it's you know, similar to I, I think to um, to Dark Empire in a way, where if you let an artist kind of just do what they want and don't like like make them just do you know photorealistic Star Wars, I think it can go in cool and interesting places. And uh, I would say. Yeah, definitely happened here. I, I really like his art, and it's great to have. Like, uh, it's not a one hundred percent him doing the art on every issue. He's involved in every issue. He just doesn't do all the panels. Uh, but to have like a unified creative team across all this, I think is it's pretty cool. Um, so I'm glad to see the fact that that duo has been able to stick together over like you know the past three years for all these different series. It's similar to, um, in a way, to the Galaxy's Edge and now the Halcyon Legacy. Where they're both like, you know, they're not like completely related, but they are somewhat uh, thematically related. And you're having sim like the same artist and writer team across the two. Uh, so hopefully that also spells well for that uh, series as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to um, echo what everybody says. I love these. I, th I thought they were adorable. Um, the, the the fact that they, they, they told stories and, and they were all... Halloween spooky themed, I think was great. Um, I think the concept of return um, 
was a little little loose. I mean, you know, you've got this Sith, whatever he is, torturing somebody, uh, and collide. he's like, "Oh, in the middle of torturing you, let me tell you a story." It's a, it's whatever, whatever. Well, well, you know, I thought the stories were great. I loved, I, I love them. I, I, I think this was uh, Jacob. You, you hit the nail on the head. The, the art is great. It's bright. It's colorful. It's, it's animated. Um, yeah, it just no, nothing but good things to say about these things. Yeah, very. It's very. The art is. Uh, it's a little heavier on the inks than yeah. what you're than what you'd be used to seeing. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's adds to that stylistic interpretation, which which I really enjoy. Absolutely. So now that we've kind of laid the overview, I thought it'd be fun to um, take a moment and we'll go around the room maybe once, maybe twice, and talk about some of our favorite uh, issues that came up. So. Um, you know, everyone, you know, we read through most of these series and we you know, decide, you know what, let's talk about a couple of our, our favorite ones. So uh, I'll go ahead and start us out and go ahead and put that one up there. Yeah, this one is from the more the most recent series, Ghosts of Vader's Castle, issue number two, Attack of the 50 Foot Wookiee. <laughs> this is, as you can clearly tell, this is definitely Kevin Scott's influence because look, front and center is Jackson, our favorite uh uh, meat-eating green rabbitoid. Uh, this one is a, like a that's a kind of a fun, scary story. Um, the framing device is you know everyone is having these terrible nightmares. So these stories go even more in like the fantastic and wild sense. So Jackson is retel- retelling his uh, nightmare as he's trying to escape from uh, the great planet of uh, Kashyyyk with a load of berries. Uh, unfortunately, just as he was about to leave, he met the most horrifying so- sight of all, Han Solo, with Chewbacca in tow. They decided to, um, you know, take the, uh, instead of uh, going through the uh, unit there, they decided to, um, instead of taking a, a camp of time to uh, skip and jump from place to place, uh, he decided to uh, escape from the planet with, during the uh, hunt of the or sorry, the Bounty Festival, kind of their Harvest Halloween Festival. And in doing so, he angered the Wookiee uh, spirits. So unfortunately, that means that um, uh, that Chewbacca was empowered by the uh, things. So uh, Chewbacca becomes significantly larger than a 50-foot Wookiee. He's like a 50-meter Wookiee and <laughs> tears apart the ship as, uh, you know, uh, and then goes on a rampage throughout the uh, treetops. Uh, after that, in order to stop Chewbacca from destroying the planet, they decide to free, feed Jackson the same uh, magical goop, and now we have a giant Godzilla fight between Jackson and uh, Chewbacca. It's it's wild. It's hilarious. It's wild. I I love it a lot. Yeah, I had this one as my favorite, and um, there were just so many things that I loved about this one. It just it stood out to me out of all of them. I love Jackson. I love the way Kevin writes Jackson. Um, but first of all, I mean, this issue, you open it up and we, we start out with Leia and Mon Mothma. That's pretty, that that, that gets a, a, a tick in the first box from me. So uh, <laughs> um, I, I love how, how Leia's like, you know what? If you need to do this crazy mission, I know the right guy. And I was like, okay, we're definitely going somewhere, you know, where Han Solo is. And then all of a sudden we see Jackson and I'm like, oh my God goodness that is hilarious um and then of course you know we have a little bit of a uh, of a reference here from han uh when chewbacca is like gigantic and you know grabbing the rabbit's foot um han says and i quote that's no monster that's chewy this made me laugh out loud quite a bit <laughs> that is a good reference to uh that's no moon it's a space station um so yeah very good and then I also wanted to point out something to you guys. Is there a brand new Star Wars curse introduced in this issue? Because Jackson says, holy hutch. And I don't think I've ever heard that before. Uh, I, Have no, you guys heard that I, before? That's new to me. <laughs> well, I okay. I think that was from the 77 comic. Because oh. if you look at a couple of Jackson's like specific poses, like when he's kicking Chewbacca, that, I think they almost like, 
copy and pasted his posing from when we're first introduced to him in the 77 run issue eight or nine or whenever he showed up. And Holy Hutch sounds like the sort of like joke he would make as he writing a rabbit character. So I think it's more of a, a Lepew sort of uh, swear. But yeah, I, I, found, I found it, of course. Uh, yeah, it's from 77. Uh, the uh, In issues 10 and 16, it was an exclamation used by the Lepi smuggler Jack. There you go. It's apparently a reference to a sacred home of the species, which was mentioned during his attack against the behemoth from the world below. So it's a callback. The heavenly hutches. Uh, yeah. All right. You know, I'm sure Kevin Scott read that when he was like six. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, leave it to Kevin Scott to do yeah. like th- one of the biggest Jackson themed deep cuts and put it in Ghost from Vader's Castle. Bravo, sir. That was very good. I, I had a feeling that it was a some sort of a callback, but I honestly couldn't remember. So here is Kevin Scott. He brought Jackson back into canon earlier. Uh, in Star Wars Adventures. And now he's brought in a new canon swear word. So we better hear that instead of constant dank Ferrex in The Mandalorian, <laughs> I better start hearing Holy Hutch. <laughs> oh, Lord. I just imagine if they introduced a Lepu, I'd, like, I don't know how many people would freak out if that happened in The Mandalorian. I don't, I don't, I don't know how well, uh, I don't know how well the Lepu are going to translate into live action, man. Like, can you imagine how just disturbing that would be? <laughs> like, it'd be, I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to Space Jam with, uh, yo, oh my God. Bugs Bunny and, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Michael Jordan. So maybe something like that. That's great. Yeah, this, this was a, you know, the mo- I think just the most fun issue because it was just so, I mean, they're all bizarre and wild in their own ways, but this one had that special Kevin Scott flavor, and I liked it. <laughs> totally. All right. all right. Tyler, you got one, right? Yeah, I've got one. Um, my So my, my first pick is from the original Tales from Vader's Castle. I don't think they were titled. So this is just issue four, and it basically has an evil shaman Ewok who has decided to um, trick everybody in his village um, to be um, a sacrifice to a uh, a, a larger animal, um, a larger predator. Uh, and um, I, I mean, this one the art the the art for this one was a lot different. It was a lot more uh, rough around the edges. Um, um, a lot more the uh, the penmanship and the colors were not as, as as tight as a lot of the art that we've that, that we've seen already. So it was a lot more artistically done. I really like the art. Um, and then let's when you really think about it, like other than their cute exterior, Ewoks are pretty frightening. I, I, I mean, I mean they are mur- they're called murder bears. Yeah, for yeah. So I mean, <laughs> to, to really see the Ewoks in their true light was 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 a little 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 scary for me uh reading that first one but uh but yeah that was my that was my pick um just because like i said it's it's you don't often see the the non-cute yubnub side of ewoks this is the evil i'm going to sacrifice everybody all the women and children too um <laughs> p- uh <coughs> um of, of my clan uh to to satisfy a uh an evil prophecy and it was it was very disturbing I mean, we have to remember that the Ewoks were going to eat uh, our, the right. rebels in Return right. of the Jedi before C-3PO floated. Um, so about this issue, actually. So the monster, this is more great Kevin Scott callbacks here. So this is um, uh, the Ewok Adventures movie from uh, the, the Gorax, the big yes. monster. And then we also have um, from the Ewoks cartoon um, oh, what are they called? The Grinch people. The Duloc. Oh camp. shoot, the Dulocs. Dulocs. Duloc oh, we also God. have Dulocs in this issue as well. So we have two more deep cuts from so got Sir Kevin Scott. Some Dulocs right there, I, I believe. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, uh, like if you've never seen a Duloc before, where you're listening to the show and you can't see what Tyler's holding up. Um, just yeah. picture animated Grinch. That's yeah. all you got to do. That's what they look like. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little, little gremlinish, little, little, little gremlinish yeah. there too. But uh, yeah, 
Is this an episode of Star Wars Explained? Or not Star Wars Explained, <laughs> Star Wars uh, Archives now? Is this, what, is this what we're doing? I mean, I'm trying to tra- channel Trev as best as I can here. Um, and honestly, like, I didn't look that up before or anything like that. Um, I just, I mean, it just sticks out in your mind when you watch those movies. I mean, you got the Gorax, you've got, you've got the, I mean, how can you forget the animated Ewok show? You, you can't. It's impossible. <laughs> totally. Oh, lots yeah. of fun. No, lots of this fun. This was... Yeah. Oh, speaking of speaking of Ewoks and Trev, should we oh mention what happened oh, to him this past week? Uh, this is a good by segue. all means. Go for it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, the um, yeah he w- w- Trev lives in Wales and they're doing some shooting for um, for oh god oh Willow. what's it called Willow, Willow. yeah th- that's like the one like Lucasfilm like esque thing I feel like I have no idea what it is yeah um, I don't either actually. <laughs> I, it, I know it's it's before my time. That's about all I know. It's eighties fantasy in a in all of its good and bad ways. I, it's been like ten plus years since I've seen it. I think I still think it kind of holds up a little bit well. I but again, I haven't seen it in ten years. <laughs> I remember watching it and having a good time. Same with it. here. It was a very it was a favorite. I don't know why it was a favorite old adult ish f- movie for me as an eight or nine year old because it was realistic and scary and dark and there was lots of blood at least that's what eight-year-old me remembers yeah so anyways they're doing some filming for this i think it's a new disney plus thing that's going on uh and they uh he uh met uh warwick davis like very briefly and uh you know mr uh wicket himself and uh, got him to sign a uh, of all the trev things he got him to sign a uh, like 19 like probably like early 1980s or mid 1980s return of the jedi ewoks kids book <laughs> like a little like square yeah, a little, kids little book. book and i asked him why i was like why of all like i'm just like i know you love ewoks i know you probably have like 20 ewok things he could have signed why that one he's like well it fit in my pocket <laughs> so I'm like you know what i res- i respect that i i imagine trev is like carrying it around in his pocket like until the day he dies like you know it's like his most treasured item now i'm sure so yeah it was amazing to to hear about that he seems like such a nice guy totally so yeah just had to, had to do a quick little aside because you know i Trev's definitely living living his dream out right there. So, but all right, wh- who who wants to take their their favorite issue next? That's you. It is me. Okay. Uh, so did Emma go? Did I skip? Did I skip? Emma? No, I already went. I I think I uh, kind of oh skipped my. Emma. Like all right, our well, our two favorites coincided. So, all right, cool. Anyways, so uh, mine is. I'm gonna be honest. I did not. It's been a. It's been a rough week at school, so I did not have time to reread these. But this is one that definitely stuck out in my mind from when I first read it, and that is the uh, uh, Count Dooku, Prince of Darkness, from Tales of Vader Castle, issue number two. This is just like a very fun, like, um, like Dracula, like Van Helsing style <laughs> yeah. story with this was a good vampires one. and werewolves and Obi Wan and Count Dooku. It's just like. It, like I, I think this was the first issue, like because you know it's the second issue in the whole like series, like from when they were released, and I think this is the first one. I was like, wow, okay, this like I was like I did not know what I was getting into, and like had to like take a second to like kind of like get my mind in the right like m- right uh, mindset, and I'm like, okay, like I'm definitely down for this, but it was it's a little more out there, but in a very fun way. So yeah, it's it kind of reminds me of uh oh god, what's the um the crossover from uh. With oh, well, the, uh, the the screaming screaming citadel, screaming citadel. Yeah. yes i could yeah. see that the, yeah. uh, the, the the other canon like a vampire uh werewolf story so yeah no this this one was fun i i, I enjoyed it yeah and, and yeah. if it, any it, star wars character can be dracula it's definitely anybody christopher lee plays well 100 so. percent. well i I, was, I just had to quickly look this up christopher lee did play Count yes, Dracula did. in the 1958 mm-hmm. yep. version so oh he, my god like, and fun fact, this is like, we're going to, we really are doing the archives here. You know who played his opposite, Dr. Van Helsing? Oh, oh, was it um, uh, uh, Peter Cushing? Oh, was it Peter Cushing? Yes, it was Peter that's Cushing. Right. That's amazing. Trevor, like, Trevor would be proud of us tonight. He yeah. would, he would. Pe- people forget that Peter Cushing was like the big, like, A-list actor that they had for Star Wars. 
you know, the first yeah. one, you know, him and was, Alec Guinness. Yeah, Alec Guinness. Was he also wearing pink slippers in uh, <laughs> Dracula in 19, the 1950s? I said, probably not. I think he might have, but, it, you know, I think his feet were, were a little uh, more comfortable back then. But, like, I wouldn't be, like, it's just kind of fun seeing these, like, crossovers here. In, in this, you know, Vader's Castle one, uh, uh, Ewan McGregor's playing the, essentially the, uh, the, the Helsing here trying to stop the vampire demon uh zombie horde here that w- i said i like this is definitely one of the ones that like stuck out a lot of like you know like how far they're willing to like push like the scary angle here because they have like you know you get bitten by these uh things and now you turn into one it's like oh that's horrifying well and it was nice they leaned totally into it and it worked like like you know you you don't want to you you get worried about these cross i mean idw is it feels like it gets a little bit more leniency but you know you always wonder how much they're gonna allow the part the, the the property to go into those sorts of things and 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 go off on a tangent as as much as it does and and this book and and this issue was so much fun and the art was amazing and and like it, it was just this hodgepodge of Star Wars and horror stuff, and it just it it worked like just it worked amazingly. Yeah, it's better instead so, of trying to like hide the fact that right. you're trying to like go for a Dracula vibe. Like, just go out and do you it, just, and they did it, and it was you great. Just, you just gotta you gotta go full like you just gotta go hundred like yeah. uh, like full stop just just full sin just do it and uh, yeah it, I think it worked out pretty well. It, it's it's a fun different story, but very enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. All right, I think we got a couple more, right? Who's next? Yeah, we got, I've got a second round here. So uh, I'll take it. Let me get my notes back in front of me. I was doing a Wikipedia dive because, just brief brief aside, they also, uh, Cushing and, uh, and Christopher Lee did another like thing as the mummy where Lee was playing at the mummy and Christopher Lee and Cushing was his opposite trying to hunt down the mummy. So they did it. That worked so well in Dracula. They did it again. That's incredible. All right. Uh, which one would I pick? Uh, oh yes, uh, this one was from Return, the second series, number four, Vault <laughs> of the Living. I Brains. love these titles. It's just, dude, they're it, so it's, much fun. Like the artwork is probably like the most like happy of like all the. Yes, I can see that. It's like watercolor there, but like like at the end, it's the most horrifying thing because it tells the story of uh, Jabba's cousin Kroka as she tries to uh, win her way back into Jabba's favor after uh, forty years of apart. And, but the secret is that, you know, in Java's palace, you see the little spider droids running around with the brains. Those are the, uh, what did I write uh, that down? The, the Bomar Yes, monks. thank you. I, I would... and, mm-hmm. and they, they've decided to uh, do the ultimate uh, aesthetic sort of thing and remove themselves from their body so that they can fully focus their mind on, you know, eternity and, you know, going beyond. Uh, so, but uh, Kroka, the hut realizes and has found out that uh, years and years and years ago uh, a thief uh, broke into the Jedi archives and stole thousands of uh, valuable and and priceless artworks and hid them away. But before the Jedi could find him, he put his brain into the Baron Door, the the Barmore monks, and hid his brain away so that eventually he could be reclaimed and find his treasure. Uh, And at the end of the story, his uh, the hut's uh, treachery is found out through the uh, work of the Kwakian monkey lizard. I see you in Jared. So, and then he is brought to she is brought to justice as her own brain is extracted and put among the monks. And that's just like the most horrifying thing possible. Just having your like you know having like an your body removed from your brain and now to live for an eternity in a in a fishbowl. And but you know at the same time. That's totally up Jabba's alley. Why did we not think oh. that he would do that prior to, to like, I had never thought about him actually doing this until I read this. And I was like, that's so horrifying, but it fits Jabba so well. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing too, I mean, this is yet another example of why these comics are so much fun. Because now I look at those little spider guys in the background of Jabba's palace so much differently. Like, I feel so bad for them. Oh, my goodness. I mean, well, at the same time, it was their choice. But, you know, it, it's just, it's it's creepy. This one kind of grossed me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like, thinking about just, like, a, a brain in a jar attached to some spider legs. 
that's like kind of nightmare material right there. So I, yeah, it was perfect, perfect topic for one of these, one of these issues. <laughs> so are there not enough spider bodies to house every single brain? Like, like I'm imagining now this vault just summoning <laughs> these spider women. It's like, nope, you know what? Now it's time for me to take a walk. And then, and now you've had your turn. Now it's my turn. I'm going to jump down into the spider, spider and just, just take a walk. And, and it's just, it, I have so many questions now. It, it's like prison. Like you, you only get a certain amount right. of outdoor time. You only, you only get a, exactly. a certain well, amount of walking time. <laughs> like, I don't know if like in the old, like legend sort of things, like it was their monastery. They built that thing and like put themselves in brains. It wasn't until years later that Jabba came by and saw it and file up the side. You know what? I like this place. I'm going to move in. But because they're so detached from reality, the monks did not care at all. As long as they can were like left alone in their like brain jars, like they do not care that a crime boss has come in and is doing the most unspeakable horrors, like literally right above their brain lobes. Wow. That was like, that's quite a sentence that I just, I don't even know how to react to that. This is what happens when you get a Halloween okay, themed episode. Exactly. Exactly. I love it though. I love it though. It's weird, but I love it. Caleb's currently on a sugar high from like downing <laughs> 10 Snickers before the episode. Okay. Listen, listen, we got our, we, this is a really aside. My wife and I were at a Walmart yesterday and we were getting, you know, candy because we live in a like townhouse. So we're going to have trick or treaters. And I made a statement that we're not a miniature candy family. We're not giving out the little minis. We're not the big bars yet, okay. but we're Fun getting size. like normal sort of things. And we had to do some quality assurance to make sure as that you we're do naturally good candy out. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you're, you're really just looking out for all the kids out there. You really it's, are. It, that's yeah. It's a selfless act. Absolutely. There. Yeah. And I, I definitely saint. didn't get into the Halloween candy before this either. Like definitely not. No. no, no, no. I didn't buy a whole bag for myself. No, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Hey, uh, you'll see me at, uh, at Kroger on November 1st, <laughs> checking out that clearance aisle. 70% off. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. That's why I'm here. Uh, I do want to talk about, I, mean, hey, when, I, I don't when, want to talk about my, my, my second favorite one. Um, cause this was also fit the character so well. This was, this is from return, uh, number two. This is the curse of Tarkin because I didn't think Tarkin could get any, any more. Every single time we get a new Tarkin story, he gets more intimidating and I don't know how. And, and, yeah. and again, Outside of Palpatine himself, who else would be the Star Wars universe's Doctor Frankenstein besides Tarkin? And 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 that's what the story is about. Like he has basically uh, taken this these these random body parts for the the head was almost a Deveronian. Um, the it, it had oh. wings. It had did it have a tail? I oh, I mean. Uh, yeah, I would just say like who else besides Tarkin, uh, Doctor uh, uh, Ebazon, whatever. Well, yeah, 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 we haven't really yeah. gotten too much too too much quality he, he, time he, with he him. He kind though. of does literally do that's that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, and yeah, and he creates this but. Frankenstein's monster that um, is is trying to take him out and um, is released on the Star Destroyer, uh, and Tarkin being the ruthless. You know what that he is. Um, decides to uh, escape on uh, on, a, on a on a shuttle and dooms the rest of the ship and and attempts to blow up the rest of the ship because of course Tarkin would want to blow up the rest of the ship. Um, and, and and luckily this this Frankenstein's monster has a heart of gold and is like I came here to stop Tarkin from ruining any more lives and I'm you know I, I'm gonna con I'm gonna do that and so he. Tarkin shuts down the entire ship. Everybody tries to get into the escape pod, but the ship is shut down, so the escape pods don't unlatch. And because this this super strong super being, he manually takes all you know, unclamps the the escape pod and launches the escape pod away from the ship before the uh, the, the the ship ends up blowing up, killing the monster uh, and erasing uh, any proof of of Tarkin's. Uh, abominations and, and, and machinations and uh, yeah, just a completely scary, scary story about one of the scariest men in, uh, in, in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, that was really enjoyable. It, I mean, there's something with like Tarkin and like weird monsters. Wasn't, wasn't he, uh, 
involved like or wasn't there this like huge monster on his home planet and like they had to hunt it oh, down the beer moose yes I yeah think yeah like tarkin is a hunter. yes he is well, yeah, that, yeah for sure for sure. Yeah. Okay. And well, then he also has got the like the Tarkin Initiative, which is just like all of the weird sciencey stuff that the the Empire experiments with. So it makes sense that he's you know secretly creating like monstrous things in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for sure. I have two quick points. One, since we're going back to it, Peter Cushing played Doctor Frankenstein <laughs> six times. Oh my goodness! Six times throughout his uh, career. So he is absolutely the uh, sort of person you want to be dr frankenstein in the star wars universe like tarkin is precisely the person you are uh, the other thing i want to bring up and i i love this trope being a thing i want to see more of it is like after the the um the creature like frees the uh, escape pod and sends like the the captain and, and the crew uh to safety the next scene you see them is they they joined up with the rebellion <laughs> yeah and that's true like, and there's a trope in the Lando series where, like, you know, after, you know, the Star Destroyer Captains loses his, uh, like, the Emperor ship, he's like, well, I'm going to kill myself. I hear the Rebellion's hiring. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to, like, I just love the trope of, like, how, I wonder how many, uh, Imperial soldiers, like, joined the Rebellion just because, like, well, I made one mistake and it's either I get killed by Vader yeah, or I join up and run it's away. Either, it's either join or die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you got Magna Tolvin. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, Aphra wasn't an Imperial soldier, but kind of same story. Uh, it's funny. That's all I can think of off the top of my it's head. It's almost like uh, it's almost like Vader's kind of helping the Rebellion's recruitment numbers in a way. <laughs> he he's like it's it's like working for a company that's like so awful that like their turnover rate is super high. That's the Empire. Yeah. It's like man, this place sucks so much. I need a new job. The Empire's like like the Walmart of minimum wage jobs. Hmm. <laughs> This is speaking like, you know, as a former Walmart employee. I have no, to say. No, I, I, I feel like it's more Amazon, just like with the sheer scale. True. The fact that that's Amazon, true. That's true. The Amazon is like projected to like their retention rate so bad they will go through the U.S. workforce in like a insignificant amount of years. So like, that's that, that's the empire. So so what you're saying is Jeff Bezos is this world's equivalent of Emperor Palpatine. I mean, it's uh, it's not been it writes yeah, itself. I was gonna say I feel like that 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 comparison has been made before. He is obsessed with space. Yeah, he has his own spaceship. So it's all right, uncanny. Uh, getting it's us uncanny. getting us back on track. Uh, do I, Anyways, I think we've got Star one Wars. more? <laughs> yeah, I have one. Um, it's from it's actually the very first issue from uh, Tales from Vader's Castle. Um, I absolutely love this one. Uh, what does the subtitle say there? Ghost something? A ghost uh, machine, a, a, I think. Oh, I think it just says a ghost story. A ghost yeah, story. Yeah, that one of those covers a ghost just story. a ghost story. Um, so yeah, this one is, uh, it focuses on Hera, Kanan, and Chopper. And um, basically, they they find a crashed ship and they go to investigate. And then all of a sudden, uh, they, they get... Um, sort of haunted, I guess, by some sort of a ghost, which, you know, it's not, the irony should not be lost on anyone that they get haunted by a ghost on the on ship, the, the ghost. ghost. Oh my God. You know, with the, did he just realize that, man? <laughs> I just, re- <laughs> I, it's, yeah. Okay. Well, it's pretty good stuff. It's pretty good stuff. So, uh, you know, of course, you know, hijinks and shenanigans ensue. And um, finally, you know, and this is one of like the coolest sort of ideas i've seen uh in in these comics um kanan traps like the the spirit in inside a jedi holocron it's so cool it's like a it's like a spirit prison right it it was such a cool idea so yeah i really love this one um a lot of good chopper stuff um and of course i always love more hair content and yeah this is this issue is kind of a big pun and i really enjoy puns so i was here for it <laughs> do we want to talk about like the fan theory of what this ghost is uh oh, i'm sure because i've never theories. heard this fan theory so yes i haven't okay. either i, I could like, so we time- talked about it last t- time this came up yeah, but yeah. so timeline wise it makes like very little sense but the theory is that it's uh rur from afra because i mean it's a green oh that's right oh, okay yes, i remember that hearing familiar. this that yep. takes con- that takes control of technology like you know obviously uh the whole like you know Kanan is dead before we find Afra, uh, mm-hmm. or before Afra finds uh, Rur uh, after uh, New Hope. But it, it would be fun. Like I don't know. Maybe there's no, like it's 
maybe there's another copy of him lying around somewhere. He's a, he's he's a file, so you know whatever. Copy pasted. Yeah. It's like a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that that uh, doctor from the friggin' um, you know Captain America movies. You know the the Nazi oh, guy. Oh God. Mm. Uh, oh well. Yeah, I know who you're talking yeah. about. The Hydra dude and the yeah the Hydra the, dude. like analog computer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, not Baron Zemo. Um, uh, um, no. Oh, it's gonna bother me no. now. It's gonna bother me too. Yes. No. Okay, I will look okay, it up. Well, anyways, we're we're moving on. We're, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's that's the theory. Although I will say, I don't like my theory is that there it is the Star Wars universe doesn't have the technology for copying uh, files, making copies of files because like, why are we so obsessed with like the one Death Star? File? Arnim like, Zola. 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 That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I personally do not believe you can copy files in Star Wars. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there. What? Of course you um, can. The you Death can Star. copy the Death Star well, files. Right? Yeah, well, they, they, they know they, they, they stole it. They stole it. They're like, we took the plans, and then we, instead of, like, if you could copy files, like, I would just, like, you know, give out, like, ten copies to everyone. Instead, they're like, we have the one. This is it. Like, we can't lose this one <laughs> USB uh, stick. Well, you make a point. They uploaded it to the ship, but, like, instead of, like, downloading it to the thing, I'd just be like, and copy and paste and email Everyone in uh, yeah, uh, everyone, everyone in at rebellion dot dot gmail. Yeah. Copy everyone. Yeah, that would that would have made things serve. easier, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't think it's possible. I'm I'm, I'm sticking to that. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can only have one. You can have only have one copy of a file in Star Wars. Yeah, that's an interesting theory, though. Like, I, I think that would be some cool connective tissue. I mean, of course, it's, it's sure kind of so- it's like it's common to show ghosts and other spirits as like a green color, but I mean, kyber crystals. You know, the crystal that Rur was was stored in, like it didn't have to be green. It did not. No. So that's all I'm saying. I wonder if this is a is this is an artistic choice because of how the green looks on paper. True. It probably is. It probably but like is, let's yeah. just yeah. But we're Star Wars fans, we have to overanalyze. That's true. We everything. have to have yeah, we have to overanalyze and have a theory for everything. So that's yes. just the way it is. <sighs> so speaking totally. about theories and fan theories, let's talk a little bit about uh future theory crafting. So we kind of ended the series with, uh, was it Ghost of Air Castle? They kind of did a really solid, like, emotional ending to that. So do you think they'll make any more of these? Well, let's let's preface this with, uh, again, the rumor that IDW is is losing the license, the, the, the ability to to write Star Wars comics. So let's let's just, we, we acknowledge that. We're going to assume for the purpose of this conversation that that is going to continue. So just for yeah. just we, we're aware of what is going on and we, nothing has been officially, at least not from StarWars.com, that, that we've seen. So getting that out of the out of the way, well, let's return to the question and say, do we think we're going to we're, we're, we're going to see any more? Honestly, I, I, I want to say yes, but I, I think it's a no. Um, I, I think that like I feel like the execs are going to say something like, you know, the story has run its course. How many more characters can you think of to do like horror stories with in a kid friendly fashion? Um, I-, I would like to see more. I think that there's plenty more opportunities. I'd love to see some stuff um, with some sequel trilogy characters. I think that'd be very cool. I was going to, I was going to ask about that because I only got the first loose issue of the most recent run. So were there any sequel, sequel characters in this they most were recent not. one? Okay. There were not. Nope. Well, for one, that wouldn't make sense in the framing story because this is still pre sequel right. era, but. Well, it's in the new, new Republic, right? So, I mean, it's, it's it, pre force awakens. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, so I, I think that it would be cool to, um, maybe go forward in time a bit and maybe see like an older Lena and um, you know, her brother, I can never remember his name um, and sort of do it that way. Um, Hopefully, hopefully the, the, this newest series sold well enough to show that there's interest in it. I think it's becoming a great like fall tradition in star Wars comics to have some new Vader's castle thing. And, um, and the other thing I want to note too, I, I kind of wonder if there was some sort of coordination with um, the Lego people uh, because the mm-hmm. the recent mm-hmm. um, Lego holiday special for for Halloween, the terrifying tales, terrifying tales. It centered around Vader's castle 
and Vanay or Vanay or whatever, however you say it. Um, and Vader's castle also focuses on obviously the castle, but also Vanay. So um, I kind of wonder if there was a little bit of coordination here. Um, if so, I think that was very smart because they also brought in, um, you know, Ren, uh, Ren from you know, Knights of Ren. So we've got some, a lot of comics ties here. I'd love to see them do something else. I just, I have a feeling it's not going to happen, unfortunately. I definitely, I definitely tweeted at Kevin Scott when that Lego special first got announced. I'm like, did you, did you write this? He's like, I, no, I, unfortunately I did not. I was like, cause it, I mean, it's Vader's castle. It's horror. It's Halloween. Like, I feel like this is like your like, you thing. You should right up get credit, man. Yeah. yeah. He did get a special thank you, I think. Um, okay. Or, uh, or was that Charles? That might have been Charles Soule. I was just saying. Maybe they both did? So one of them tweeted out uh, I bet, seeing yeah. their name in the Star Wars blue in the credits was very was a very, very cool thing. I can't remember which one of them it was. Yeah. Because yeah. I could see Charles getting it because, uh, you know, because he created Ren. Right. So, like, that would make sense. For some reason, I feel like I saw both of them in there, okay. but uh, I could be wrong. Well, okay, so I, in, in the chat, OK Endar says it was Charles Soule. Right after that, B. Nasty says it was both of them. So, okay. yes. Okay, okay. Regardless of what the answer, the answer is, is, yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a combination, potentially. Yeah, no. So, I, I would agree, Emma. I think... You know, Star Wars loves its trilogies. We have three like mini series. I think it would be fun for for uh, for IDW to come back and like say, let's you know, go to Kevin Scott and, and Francesco and be like, you know, hey, like we want you guys to do some horror stuff still. Like let's let's mix it up a little bit. So like you know, let's take all the Vader's castle stuff, just set it aside. Let's you know, maybe we could do uh, like uh, a few mini series set around like. Exegol or something. You could do some fun things there. there. There's or plenty of for, content for your sequels. You could do a bunch of Dathomirian stories for your prequels. Oh. Kind of mix it up a little bit. Well, they're towels yeah, like, you know. Yeah, I'm just like imagine it. You got like you know there there's something going on on Dathomir, and then you get like the green mist with trans, and then it transitions into like the the flashback story or whatever. I, I would I would I would love that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I have an update on the names, by the way. Uh, both Kevin and Charles are in the special thanks in the credits. There you go. Perfect. So, now, just because I I like I thought it was funny, I like making puns. I also I did want to ask you guys like we did kind of run the gambit of all like your classic horror sequel story names like Return to Vader's Castles, Ghost of Vader's Castles, Shadow of Vader's Castles. Like, what's if we did get another series? What sort of names do you think you would have? I have a couple written down. I think our are, are real winners here okay i have an idea if we did like a rebels themed one like with all like rebels centered characters we could do like specters of vader's castle yeah that'd be, that'd be pretty mm -hmm. fun that'd be good night of the living so, something at vader's castle vader's castle <laughs> night of the living vader's castle the the shining vader there castle. you go now, I decided to, when I did this, I decided to take themes. So, like, if we, because I just watched a movie, I was very interested in Dune for a bit. So I think if they did, like, the Dune style, we could do the Children of Vader's Castle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or the God Emperor of Vader's Castle. Okay. Right. Not bad. Yeah. These are these are Dune these are Dune titles. Exactly. Uh, Microsoft, if we did Microsoft style, it would just be Vader's Castle number five. They just like <laughs> go to a number then. So Vader's <laughs> Castle five. Vader's Castle Vista. <laughs> That's the other one I wrote down. <laughs> or you know, if, since it's Microsoft, they might just skip a number and just go Vader's Castle six. Um but you know, maybe they'll just reboot it and they'll just do like the triple A thing and just be a gritty Vader's Castle. <laughs> Vader's like, Castle twenty twenty two. Yeah, Vader's Castle, and then like the sub everyone like the twenty twenty two one. You know that one. That's hilarious. So, All right, I think that's Shut what I would do it. Uh, I'm, I love this suggestion from OK Endar, Night of the Living Stormtroopers, which I mean, I feel like is just uh oh god, what's Red, that? Um, Red Harvest, um, yeah. No, not yeah, Red, Red Harvest. Harvest. Um, uh, dark, dark Trooper. Um, I can't see it. Death Troopers. Death troop is it? Is it? I, I couldn't I tell if it troopers. was Death Troopers or not. I think those are. I think those are. Yeah, like two of the. Like I think they're like a, a, a duology. Kind I can't of thing. see in my like, helmet. So Legends people. <laughs> Red Har yeah, yeah, Red, Red Harvest, Harvest and, and Death Troopers. Um, yeah. I like Be Nasty's suggestion in the chat here. Trials of Vader's Castle. That feels like the like another mm. good one in the succession here. I like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So, there's so many ways that they could go with it if they did decide to to reboot it for sure. I think. Um, right. Yeah. I I think whatever Cavan comes up with is definitely certainly going to be better than what we come up with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He that that <laughs> totally. that creative that, that's, genius. That's yeah, he gets paid the big bucks for a reason. But yeah, we, we mentioned it earlier, like, you know, Lego, Star Wars, Terrifying Tales, another great way to get into the Halloween spirit. But I also want to shout out to my Legends fans that are still here. Uh, I, I didn't forget you. We got, you know, we love all these stories, but another that are uh, targeted for readers of all ages, but another all great all ages Star Wars horror stories are the Galaxy of Fear books, which I only have one because they're kind of hard to track down uh but uh yeah i read them as a kid and i think they're another cool like they're very much like star wars's reaction to goosebumps in the 90s was like let's just do this so and i i i when i was like seven i loved them so uh, yeah shouts out if you can find them then then uh more power to you but i thought they were fun back so jared in the chat our our legends expert has has corrected us Death Troopers was written first, and it features Han and Chewie, whereas Red Harvest is an Old Republic prequel. For some reason, oh. they do get put together. Um, I haven't Probably read Red Harvest. Like two of the only horror right. Star Wars books out but there, yeah. But luckily, we have a, uh, a Legends expert in our audience who can always make sure that we are, are correct in our Legends references. Yes, we were doing so good up until right now with all of our references and things like that. We really, we really tried. <laughs> we did. I think we did a pretty darn good job. <laughs> so, <laughs> overall, I think uh, I think it goes without saying that uh, Star Wars and Halloween uh, it, they, they work. They fits it, it fits together at least at least in comic book form. Star Wars and any holiday really they 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 mesh. They, they go well together. <sighs> Life Day Christmas is coming around, but I can't think that I I I, I can't say that that people thought that for a, for a while. I think I think since like sequel trilogy, yeah, came okay, out, that's like, fair. That's we're starting fair. we're starting to find ways to like connect Star Wars to literally any time in somebody's life. Uh, you know, springtime we get some original trilogy vibes and, and things <laughs> like that, and. And uh, obviously in October we got to make it spooky, so that's that's why we have Kevin and, and Francesco. <laughs> All right, well, definitely, um, definitely two thumbs up from uh, the Cosmic Force crew and, and, and for the Vader's Castle line. And that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Cosmic Force. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, whether it's here on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, and tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. right here on YouTube to hear us live. You be also or be sure to also visit UT.com for reviews, articles, and news for the entire expanded universe. And we also encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to Utini.com slash Discord. And you can also help support the show by heading to Patreon.com slash Utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to OKNDR, Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, Carl Sander, and Earl Q on our Jedi High Council and Tyler Latour, Kyle Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. Also, be sure to tweet at the show at Cosmic Force Show or at each of us individually. I'm at Ty Rags. Emma is at Irma Jedi 26. Caleb is at Caleb Lamanek. And Jacob is at Jacob Bosch. Thank you again to Emma, Caleb, and Jacob for hosting with me tonight. A special thank you to our listeners for joining in with us at the chat. It was a lot of fun with me having you here tonight. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners wherever and whenever you are listening to us in the future. We truly appreciate you. We hope to see everybody next week, but until then, may the force be with you. 